1989, as the Gipper was demanding Gorbachev to tear down that wall, the world was also reeling as earthquakes hit San Francisco, the Exxon Valdez tanker ran aground, and U.S. troops began to invade Panama. However, a far more important confluence of events was about to take place. The first successful liver transplant was in 1989, changing modern medicine and the way Americans <laughs> consume their favorite beverages forever. Also, in small New London, Wisconsin, in the Sacred Heart Hospital on a gray November morning, Joey Glock was introduced to the world at seven pounds, two ounces. And thirdly, the Anheuser-Busch Company decided to create a new product line appealing to Americans' taste for a lower percentage of alcohol. That's right, folks. It was the birth of a nation. Cold cans nation. Successful liver transplants. My mother introducing me to the world. And the beer we're drinking today, turning 29 next month, Bush Light. stumble over it but i was, that was a one take wonder <laughs> it was i was close a couple of times that's okay it was good stuff for thank not you. having it written down thank you you know it, like that hack on that other podcast <laughs> the one that we emulate every time we do this uh go listen to doughboys everybody it's uh better than our show it's much better but we're back we're professionals we're it, back we've been off be for back. a long time again another mm-hmm. month we've been off for a month we've been busy here. It has been a busy end of summer. Yes. Start of fall. It has. We've been traveling a lot. It's good. But, you know, we've left Cold Cans Nation behind mm. a little bit. And mm. it's exciting to pick it back up. We're in your it living is. room. Um, your roommate is... listener's living room? <laughs> no, we're in Nick's living room today because we're we watching uh, game two of the NLCS, uh, Milwaukee Brewers. It's currently the middle of the fourth inning and it's mm. a zero zero game. So we'll keep listeners updated as, as that changes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Don't watch the game. Tune in. <laughs> Tune in the following yeah. Friday. We'll tweet this out games. now, so you can uh, you can go ahead and stop watching the game. Don't look at the scores, and then we'll give you play by play for the rest of this. There's a commercial going on right now where a hipster is looking at her cat. Uh, your roommate's also working behind us, Eric, in the in the background. So we'll we'll try to be respectable to, <laughs> to keep his productivity going. And I hope that that's reciprocated. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, and we're drinking a very important and kind of uh intimidating beer in our lives yeah uh, bush light how, how are the first sips going down for you it's very smooth i like it it brings back memories these are mm-hmm. ice cold too which is a big part of it they're ice cold and they're kevin harvick brand bush yeah light. they got a big number four on them <laughs> yeah so i'm assuming kevin harvick it drives the bush light car number i four. would presume it's i a- love that there's also a beer sponsoring a nascar driver if that is <laughs> The perfect well, isn't there very like, bearable. Isn't there like a Miller Lite one, a Budweiser one? There's I'm of sure. course a Budweiser. I'm sure. Budweiser used to be Dale Earnhardt Jr. Jr. Is that who it was? I think so, right? Didn't he have Bud? That sounds right. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's it was... like Caligula shit now. We're just <laughs> mixing un like unregulated drinking with fucking <laughs> three hundred mile per hour cars or however the fast they go. And, and nobody bats an eye. This is the no, world it's we live. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> this is all fine. I want to buy alcohol every day of the week. No, <laughs> no regulations on timing. There are no rules. 
Uh, That's what we're doing. And now this weed regulations oh or lack thereof. Have you heard? Canada's going down the shitter, Joel. Well, yeah. To hell in a handbasket. The only thing keeping this nation together is our president, who is the great deal maker. We should catch more, some more Twitter <laughs> debates with folks. Uh, with, uh, uh, I'm not going to drop his name. I was going to drop somebody's name that I got in that <laughs> Twitter war debate with. But it's it's not the time nor place. We should first, we should start the episode by catching listeners up. Um, sure. It's been three weeks. Uh, I don't think, you know, I, I, I don't think we had intended to take three weeks off. No. I think we just got, we got busy, but we're back. Um, and our history with Bushlight is that of... Uh, I'll just come out and say it. It's unhealthy drinking with with mm. this beverage. I don't think. I think this is going to be the first time I've ever sat down in my life with the intent to just have a couple of <laughs> one or two of these. I, I, sure. I, these so, were. This is the most, by far, the most sessionable beer throughout the course of my life that yeah. I've ever drank. Yeah. They had them in the the bubblers in high school. I think they're <laughs> yes. just a keg under the. People aren't even going to understand that joke because no one will have any idea what a bubbler is. Well, I guess our listeners will. Yeah. Uh, drinking fountain, whatever. But yeah, this was definitely the drink of choice for our crowd in yeah. college. It's, in my opinion, the by it's the lightest tasting beer. Mm. It's lighter than Coors Light, Bud Light, any of its contemporaries. It's, it, it's There's almost no flavor. Too. I think it's because it's so light. Yeah, because there's no flavor. They're, they're not trying to do really anything at all. Bushlight says this is brewed longer to create a lighter body and fewer calories while always delivering that classic taste. Lighter body delivering? That's like you coming out of your mother. Oh, no, You were delivered no, at the lighter no, body than no, you have now. No, no. <laughs> Just like Bushlight, though, in 1989. The... Was was light be- was was that setting the precedent? No, Miller Lite was the first light beer. Yeah, so that I think must so. have been pre- they were yeah, late eighties playing catch up. Right, same time as the craft beer movement, which is interesting. Mm. With the, companies yeah, the decided early to craft diverge beer movement, yeah. different directions with what they were doing. Um, but yeah, so we we drank this. Through. This was absolutely the go to beer of choice in college. Um, we had our good friends, uh, loyal listeners of the show at Jo Knows and at Stodiac, uh, uh, participated in the. Um, Again, the unhealthy level of drinking for these uh, these beers. We would yeah. get them in kegs. So this is what we got in kegs. This is what we got in in Wisconsin anyway. It was 30 packs. So they would come in a big box. Mm. Um, I had very, the option to get that today, but I went with six tall boys instead. Yeah, we are drinking tall boys. I think Is that why it's Kevin Harvick? Har- Hardwick? Chris Hardwick <laughs> oh, no. branded? Yeah, that's problematic. Is it, or, or is this like a permanent? This has to be a temporary... Oh yeah, there's no way this is always okay. on there. I'm sure the thirty rack, thirty rack might have had it. I didn't look. Yeah. The only thing I looked at was price per fluid ounce, Joe. And these were five point two cents. Thirty rack, six point three cents. Yeah, you can't go wrong with that. Automatic. Yeah, that's automatic every time. Uh, but yeah, we would drink thirty racks of these. We'd get kegs of these, and basically, like, I, you couldn't even really measure the amount of beers we were drinking at that period in our life, hmm. especially when a keg was introduced. Well, like, who hit. knew? Yeah, we got a we got a one out base hit with Jesus Aguilar. Who knew what Did we? Did you were... hear Joe Buck in Game One? He was saying Aguilar. Oh really? He thought it the was whole a, game. The, yeah. 
Joe's not at, the whole game early on, and I think someone told him producer that. Producer to his ear. Yeah. I think Joe's at the point in his career where he's showing up, and that's enough. <laughs> you think like, so? Yeah, I don't I, know how much he's he doing. I think he still puts in a nice. He's, uh, he's, I like nice Joe job. Buck. I'm yeah. not a Joe Buck hater. I, uh, okay. But I also don't think he's going sure. as far as he used to. Uh, he's sure. he's so established at this point. Uh, but anyway, we basically used to, to drench ourselves in this beer. Yeah. And uh, and I think that, like, I don't know. Maybe so, it's because I was young, but I didn't get hungover as, as much drinking this. It's probably because it's so incredibly light. Yeah, hydrating almost. Yeah. yeah. And probably because, yeah, we were in better drinking shape. Yeah. It's when you give it up. You do like Joe Buck and you get complacent with your binge drinking. <laughs> right. Like he does with his broadcasting. Then there's no turning back. But I, I can, like, as drinking, like, four or five sips of this, I can already see myself being able to – I could go – I could drive a few of these down. I could put these back. <laughs> that was also why I didn't get the 30 rack. Because I told you before this that I'm like, I want to keep it to one. Yeah. I want to just like, because it's the middle of the day. It's, <laughs> it is. It's 2 p.m. here. If, if people know, yeah, the NLCS game two is on the middle of the day. But it is a Saturday. It is. A socially acceptable time to have a couple too many. It is. But with all our travels and stuff, I've been like out of town, having that time yeah. to just relax. I've been cleaning my room for the past two days, cleaning the apartment. Two days it was of necessary. cleaning your room. Well, it's like Nick organizing. Has a, Nick has like a, a penthouse. Yeah, <laughs> a loft. We're talking 350 square feet mm. of luxury. <laughs> the uh, vast majority of which is your enormous bed. Yeah, yeah I got a California king. Yeah. Uh, speaking of really? Ronald Reagan. Yeah, speaking of the Gipper, or as commonly called, the Jelly Bean Man. <laughs> Do you know why he's called the Jelly Bean yeah, Man? Yeah, he ate lots. He loved to eat jelly beans. I'm not, oh. not making this okay. up. Okay. So Ronald, just let me give a little Google research. Did he here. have Alzheimer's at the end of it? Yeah, I mean, I think he may have had Alzheimer's during it. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to go too hard. Uh, he began eating Golitz mini jelly beans as part of his successful attempt to give up pipe smoking. Oh, okay. And they began to call so him. So it was like the the jelly bean man fixation thing, like mm-hmm. mouth fixation, oral thing. fixation, oral And fixation. again, he was as as we all should understand his he was quickly deteriorating from a mental capacity. <laughs> While still in office. Oh, he did have Alzheimer's. Yes, he did. Which they say is type 4 or type 3 diabetes. Some people theorize that it is. So you jelly think there's beans? a connection yes, the jelly bean do. Man? I'm putting this together. Jelly I'm going to beans... post on Reddit. Oh, come on. Moose just oh, hit a deep ball. Uh, fall ball. Jelly beans have, probably even more so than donuts, have no nutritional value. Yeah, there's it's all sugar. nothing. It's like marshmallows. It's, it's just, just sugar. sugar. Yeah, just sugar. But it's even like, even marshmallows to me. There's something like at least that feels maybe like a mushroom. Like some, it at least feels like you know it's soft. Feels like something that could possibly be in the world. A jelly bean is is a chemically. It's a tablet that looks like a pill yeah. that's made, and it's just sugar in yeah. it. Yeah. It's I like the like most jelly foreign beans. I'll say that. Thing. I like jelly I'm beans. I'm a gummy man the, more than a jelly man. Oh, really? So I'll, you don't like the like hard exterior? No, I just like there's nothing I like redeeming that about aspect it. of it. Because you bite through the hard exterior and then it is the jelly. There's not even really jelly. It's just like gritty. Well, it's like, no, it's. I wouldn't say it's gritty. Maybe once you get it mixed in with the out, the exterior. Um, I ate a lot of jelly beans as a kid, though. <laughs> Did you? The jelly <laughs> they bean They call boy. me the little gipper. The yeah, little, little gipper, <laughs> Oh yeah, so the so the JBB you were <laughs> when you were a kid. Uh, I uh, I never had jelly beans in my really? house. Really? Okay. We, we were gummy worms. I would get See, gummy worms. I don't like that. Just the gummy 
Really? Texture, yeah. Oh, you can chew on it. You can pull on them, and they're fun. I would just stuff it up in my gums, like wrap it around. <laughs> you get the double horseshoe of gummy worms. <laughs> as you're eating jelly beans. <laughs> as you're eating jelly beans, yeah. Needed that hit. No, one gross thing that I did used to do with Skittles as a kid was chew up Skittles, get a big old wad of Skittles, and then put it in my lower lip as if it was chewing tobacco. Oh, my God, Nick. <laughs> and There's, just keep it in there. There are levels to that, that being messed up. The emulation of chewing tobacco yeah. with Skittles is mm-hmm. <laughs> my very own big league chew. Yeah, that's you're, yeah, you're on your path to Alzheimer's, my friend. <laughs> uh, that's the old me. Now I'm fixated on alcohol consumption <laughs> rather than sugar. So yeah, I'm much healed. healthier. Much healthier. Uh, well, when you're rooting for a team like the Milwaukee Brewers, that's true. Yeah, I mean it's it's pretty much ingrained baked in your into our culture. Yeah, and with. You know, 29 years ago, the modern miracle of science, and uh, who knows what they'll come up with next, pulled off a liver transplant? There's yeah. no looking back, baby. <laughs> we're all disposable and reusable. Yeah, we're just meat bags. Abuse me. Oh, God. Uh, so, um, What do you take on front row Amy? I think she's fine. I think, so for the listeners that aren't Brewers fans and, I mean, Probably the vast majority of you. Well, no, probably the vast majority of you are. Anyway, the Brewers have this staple of this woman who sits behind home plate. She's been there. She takes book. Um, she has a keeps book, robust yeah. set of features, um, and they call her front row Amy. She's here right now, and she's sitting by the guy that I really am not a big fan of, Marlin's which is man. Marlins man. Yeah. He's he wears all orange Marlins jersey, orange Marlins visor. He's part of the whole barstool gang of podcasting. And like this game, he didn't start out that way though, right? No, he they they latched on to him, yeah, yeah, because yeah. he'd said at Marlins games, and so now he's making this about him because we have to look at him because he's standing out. Well, and he has like a hand puppet with him. Yes, I didn't like know he cat. did that. Yeah. So he's this is about Marlins man now and not about the NLCS. How I don't does know. he I'm get not these fan. tickets too? Like probably these Barstool. are all premium tickets. Giving him, I mean, you can buy anything though. You can, and, and he's like a lawyer, I think. So. Well, I guess the, I guess the thing is like, you know how when a streaker runs onto a football field, love it. You, but at least it's like, oh, that's a fun distraction. But let's get back to the game, and they tackle them, and then we go back to the game and forget about it. In baseball, you game. you're just there, and you, they can't really remove you. Like I, this isn't about you. I want to watch the game. I don't know. They got to do something about these these personalities behind <laughs> home plate. I'm not a fan. These bad actors. Yeah, these bad hombres. They are some bad hombres. <laughs> Okay, what else do we have here? Bush Light uh, is part of the Bush family, which includes Bush Heavy, Bush Ice, and Bush NA. What's your take on Bush Heavies? I don't think I've had one. Really? Almost, yeah. Maybe ever. Certainly not one to my recollection. Is Bush Heavy with the the guy from uh, at the end of No Country for Old Men? The, the banquet beer. No, that's Coors. Coors. But I thought he did a Bush beer. thing, too, or... Drinking a bush, I can't do it. I can't do it. But Which no, I think no that might be a for old men. At the very end, he's at the bar. Josh Brolin? No, the old guy. He he's also in the hit TV show, Ashton Kutcher show, The Ranch. Oh, he's Sam, the older man. Uh, yes, uh, Elliot. No, Sam. El- yeah, that might be it. Sam Elliot. Anyway, um, I thought maybe he was part of Bush Heavies for some reason. Maybe. Yeah, it is Sam Elliot. Okay, Sam Elliot. Sam Elliot. We got there. Bush. That was pretty good. 
I don't even know how accurate it is, whether he's actually is. No, he just, it looks like he's just done the The Coors Coors Banquet Banquet beer. Yeah. Uh, Bush is just not really like an available thing. Their flagship, for sure, of the Bush brand is Bush Light, right? I think so, yes. Even in the store, like, it's all Bush Light, and then you could buy sixers of tall boys of Bush, I think. Yeah. And that's it. And it's so, like... Like I'm, sh- I am sure that these beers all started off different. But Anheuser Busch owns, for instance, both Budweiser and the Bush brands. Mm. Like, what is even fucking distinguishing these things apart from one another? Like, I don't know. They're both just mass market. Like, do they have a unique set of flavors at this point, or what are we even doing here? Like, why well, are there? We- so, is Budweiser Budweiser's not brewed in like St. Louis, like, or is it? Is that this also is something a- we should know? <laughs> Anheuser-Busch. Yeah, where is Bush beer brewed? Well, it's in St. Louis, Missouri. Yeah. Well, the Anheuser-Busch... And we can drink this now because the Cardinals are out of MLB. Yeah, so Anheuser-Busch operates 12 breweries in the United States and nearly 20 in other countries, which increased recently since Anheuser-Busch InBev SA slash NV acquired SAB Miller. So the brands include Budweiser, Bush, Michelob, Bud Light, and Natural Light. Mm. So between Budweiser, Bush, Bud Light, and Natural Light, like we're we're not doing much to differentiate sure. anything at this point. Sure, it's just like a it's way to get more beer on this on the shelves. Yeah, <laughs> like, and they yeah can probably price fix a little bit when they mm. do own all of them. Yeah, but it just does come down to the branding then, which is a big thing of what we've talked about yeah. on this show. With like Rainier and Olympia, all yeah. those, it's all about branding. It's it, all the same piss. The, the Bush brand, it all translates to the same piss. <laughs> uh, the Bush brand is a strong one. Like for, we talked about it being on NASCAR, it it is part of Anheuser Busch, so it's like it's definitely associated with beer more than like pretty much any other brand name. I. I could think of. I mean, Budweiser, but yeah. anything other Anheuser, it's one of their pillars. Yeah. By the way, if you were wondering, the name, likeness, signature of Kevin Harvick, Kevin Harvick and the Kevin Harvick Incorporated logo are trademarks of Kevin Harvick Incorporated <laughs> and are used under license from Kevin Harvick Incorporated. <laughs> it would just to make that very clear. <laughs> Kevin Harvick Incorporated. Kevin Harvick is, is, Kevin Harvick himself is under the umbrella of Kevin Harvick Incorporated. <laughs> yeah. It's under contract for life. Uh, and he's got no liability here. If you get if you drink sixteen of these and get behind the wheel trying to drive three hundred miles an hour down your city street, you can sue Kevin Harvick Incorporated. Fine, but Kevin Harvick himself, he's he's protected. He's protected. Uh, just like us, we're protected for anything we say because we are. this is for entertainment. Well, Cans LLC under yes entertainment. We're entertainment part of the E network, only. right? Uh, but. I yeah, the, the, it goes down really light. It's smooth, I should say, because it's so light. Uh, I thought that we were going to crack into these and wax poetic about college days, you know, ripping these in beer bongs. I don't know if we brought this up on the show. You know how you, when you pour a beer bong, you got to wait for a while for the foam? Not that I'm advocating anybody take this tip or advice, anyone listening. No. But you know how you have to wait for a little bit for the foam? Yep. But the the disgusting thing you could do is swirl your finger in the foam because the grease on your, your hands, or you could like no, wipe yeah. your nose. It just was disgusting. <laughs> To solve this... The alcohol kills the germs, Joe. Well, we went up the disgust meter in our household. To solve this problem, we stuck a piece of budding beef. So you could buy... There's yeah, this budding. brand, budding... I think it's a national brand, budding beef. I think so, yeah. yeah I think it's out here. B-U-D-D-I-G. And it's like fake meat, pretty much. It's, you've heard of fake news? We're talking fake meat. <laughs> and it's like it was like 75 cents for a package of budding beef. 
And one of my buddies, uh, Tony, uh, one of your roommates, <laughs> would, he would eat a whole budding, I think it was Tony, he would eat a whole budding beef package in a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> it was all part of one sandwich. It's a one, yeah. Yeah. One you sold. It's a single shot. But <laughs> anyway, we would take the budding beef, we would strip off the top one layer of it, and it's very thin. And you plaster that to the inside of the beer bong. Mm. You pour directly onto the budding beef <laughs> piece, and there would be no. It would be cuts pure, the foam. Cuts the foam right out, and then you did rip you that get, beer bong. Did you transfer any of the beef flavor into the beer? Who could say? Because you're beer bonging it, you don't have time to taste it. True. It's just going down the gullet. True. Um, and then you know, of course, there'd always be like, who's going to eat the, the beef after a few of these beer bongs? Uh-huh. And somebody would eat it. It's just horrendous behavior, <laughs> really, almost inhuman behavior. That's we like in, ingenuity, though. Yeah, I guess. Sure, it could be looked at like that. <laughs> um, that's fun. I never did many beer bongs in college. You weren't a beer bong boy. I wasn't a beer bong boy. Keg stand boy. More so that, yeah. Because once a competition would get going of who could do it the longest, the longest then I would stand. get in. I never got into, like, like the idea of a keg stand needing to be... It, it, uh, this isn't meant to be a brag or anything, but it kind of just felt like I could do a keg stand for as long as I wanted. Oh, really? And I would just be done after a certain point. Like, a beer bong, you'd do it, and you were at capacity, and, like, you know, once in a while, I couldn't even get all of it down. I'd go, oh. Like, it would get you to capacity. But a keg stand just was, like... The flow I don't know. felt flow natural. Flow wasn't that. Maybe I did a lot of them without it super pumped up. Yeah. But it was just like I'm drinking, and you could like almost. I guess you couldn't stop. That's the thing. Right. But it's constant swallowing. That's that's, that's a daily. Not an that's issue. a daily basis. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I felt like I could do them for a long time, and it didn't feel like a particular challenge, like a beer bong did. Mm. So I wasn't a huge keg stand guy, just because I didn't. I don't know. I didn't. So being upside down, what are we doing there? Why couldn't it we suck? Well, that's the hardest part to me. Well, so, yeah. I mean, t- so gravity's not on your side then, right? That's true. It's just uncomfortable. But it wasn't yeah. like I'm at my limit. Uh, Tony, same Tony with, that would eat single shots Buddy of budding boy. beef. The budding beef boy, the BBB. He uh, he was he would gargoyle. So instead mm. of going up, up upside down, you just you put sure. your you perch like a catcher on top of the sure. cake. And then you can just drink it without being upside down, and add a more pleasant way to approach <laughs> yes, this life hack—the gargoyle uh, method. What other? And you own? don't need friends then too, because you're supporting yourself on the keg. Yeah, no it friends was, to hold you up. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, some of us were were big boys. Were no longer, but we were big boys, and so a keg stand really required some significant effort. Some like, beef. You have to find the right some yeah. the right budding beef boys to prop you up. What other? I mean, of course, we played beer pong. That's a classic staple, and Bushlight was was good for in it. The cups, yeah. And you know, people get a little rowdy, and somebody would say, "We got to do a we got to do full cup beer pong." It was usually near the end of the night. <laughs> somebody would say, "Like we're fill all of them with full cups," and it's an impossible task. Uh, and we would play card games as well, flip cup, flip cups, where you're drinking a little bit and then you flip it over mm. and you go down. I think to me. Flip Cup is the, if everybody's, if we're going to have a nice, fun beer party, it's the game to get everybody, like, going. Hammered? <laughs> well, yeah, that too. But also, like, yes, you know. Yes, it's a good way to start the night. I would agree great. with that. And be, also because it allows people to, like, meet each other. Yeah. beer pong, you're kind of to watching. To meet each other. <laughs> yes. Beer pong, you're kind of watching um, the 
the four participants play and everyone else doesn't have a role right so they're just sitting there right and like a game like baseball was one where you'd line the cups up and then it was a combination of beer pong and flip cup that was also kind of like involved flip cup was just super simple mechanics you could have a conversation with you strangers match you match up match so up you hook up you match up with goes. the person across yeah i know nick and i were matched up a lot um he would he'd be pushing people yeah. through it okay <laughs> match up match up guys he and i would be together uh <laughs> But it's, I don't know, just, yeah, it's a great, like, community game, and the party gets to know each other. I agree. I think it's a great way to kick off. I agree. Way better than, like, card games. Yeah, card games are tough because it's just yelling at people who don't know the rules. Don't know the Flip rules. Flip Cup's very simple, yeah. and, oh, we're watching the Sausages, sausages race. race. Should we live narrate oh, this? So the, they got a GoPro on the... They got a GoPro the on the Polish. Polish. No, I thought the Polish is in front there. Or is that the Bratwurst? Uh, that was the Bratwurst. The Polish is number two, I believe, with the stripes. Bratwurst is the German guy on the left, and he looked like he took it today. Okay. Um, what were we talking about? Oh, card games. Card games, it was always like, do you know the rules to this card game? And there'd be some jackass who just sat down and was like, no. And then, and then yeah, most of the game <laughs> is describing those rules, and they don't know how to play it. The problem with card games is that usually the built-in mechanism was assigning drinks. So you'd be mm. like, I won, you know, whatever this game is. Right. Therefore, Nick, you got to drink four. Yeah. And then someone else would be like, yeah, Nick, drink four more. And then you'd get to these ungodly totals where you're like, you're drinking yeah. eight beers or something it's like, like that. It's like Reaganomics, the trickle-down <laughs> drinking at a party. Trickle-down your chin. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jelly All bean the drink man. tokens go to the top, and then they decide <laughs> where they go. That's how it works. It's a successful way to party. Yeah. It's not... And run an economy. Yeah, card (laughs) games are bad when you're getting to know someone. When it's like close-knit groups. Yes. Eric Eric Kratz banged one up the middle, but right into the shift. Um, Yeah, when when it's like eight of you that know each other, great. But when you're having a party, put those cards in the drawer. I will say, most of these games from college, I don't remember. I... (laughs) I do remember beer ball. All our times playing beer ball. Yeah, it's the best beer game it in is. the world. It is. Do you want to give an explanation? Yeah. So you're playing like a wiffle ball, basically. It's usually four v four. There's no running by the base runners. You're up to bat as long as you're getting it in play. The person on deck is drinking a beer. They yes. can drink whenever the ball is in play when you've hit it. So the unlike most drinking games, that drinking is positive for your team. Mm-hmm. Most times it's a penalty. Like you got to drink a couple drinks as a penalty. With beer ball, it's oh, oh man, we, we might see a home run here oh. by the Milwaukee Orlando Brewers. Orlando Garcia, oh, yeah. home run. Oh hell yeah, one, one nothing Milwaukee. Our not our eight hitter. Hell yeah. We were just talking about how he's been hitting lately. He has. Then the postseason, like the Rockies game, he had like three singles in the first game. Yeah, I think he had a home run somewhat soon too, or somewhat recently too. Um, but just like Orlando Garcia just did, you <gasps> you hit you hit the ball out into the field, like Nick says, as long as it's not a foul ball, a swing and miss, or someone catches it. Yeah. That's how your at-bat's done. And this is wiffle ball, wiffle bat, if I didn't right. say that. Yeah. And so you hit it into the field. When it lands on the grass, uh, the other team has to get the ball back to the pitcher's hand, pitcher's hand rule. And until that happens, the person on deck is chugging their beer. And yep. every every finished beer is a run. So it's a positive thing. The best. The, it is. Just the best. But you need some space. You can't. That's that's a day drinking activity for sure. Yes. You need space and outdoors. Well, and that's probably why it's nice too, is because it's always summer and nice outside whenever you're actually playing it. Yeah. And it, it's a fun game because 
there was always controversy with whether the can was empty or not. Like, yeah. you got to turn it upside down. It's one of those And you games. argue whether it was foam or not. Yeah, that's just foam. It's just foam. <laughs> Should have kept some budding in my back pocket <laughs> to throw in the can. <laughs> yeah. that. But all of these, everything was applicable with Bush Light. And there's really not that many beers that you can say. It's just the ultimate sessionable. Because not just are you able to drink it, but the price point. Right. Buying a 30-pack, was it's, it's the cheapest light beer. It's right there with, like, Natty. We haven't mm-hmm. done – I don't think we've done another one that's the cheapest hell. This is in the cheapest hell bracket. Have we done – I don't – I think we did Bud Light. That's not – that wasn't cheap as hell. That's a notch above buying a no. Bush Light case. Um, you check it out. What, what website out the, are you checking I'm out? I'm on coldcanspodcast.com slash rankings going to the bottom of those rankings. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, Milwaukee's best premium, I think, is pretty okay. cheap. But we never we never really went for the beast. Olympia, no. Miller yeah. So yeah, this is the cheapest, most economical way to get through college. Yeah. I it's it's so it's so solid for everything that we're talking about. There, yep. There's really no reason as an adult to be drinking a bush light. <laughs> it's it's squarely in that and not that we would advocate for it. Look, back in Virginia in the seventies, eighteen was a legal drinking age. But, uh, so the seniors could drink. Yes. Many of the seniors and could I drink. And I like beer. Still like beer. We both, the cold cans boys, still like beer. Uh, we, but from 18 to like, you know, 22, that's the bush light zone. All right. That's what, as you go through phases of life, you go through mm. your, your, your adolescent years, your, well, your infancy to adolescence, childhood. Sneaking Mike's hard lemonade out of mom and dad's. Yes. Yeah. That's infancy. <laughs> Pre-teen. Well, no, obviously you're getting through your mom's milk. <laughs> We've been doing a lot of uh, birth talk on this. That's how you started the show. It's true. And then, yeah, your pre-teen years, yeah, you're looking at, like, the, the wine coolers. But, eh, and then teenage years are when you're starting. Now you're experimenting. And then you have the bush light years. And, and that's squarely in that 18 to 22 range. Not that anyone should be underage drinking. I'm just talking about Canada are you here. in the years? Chugging away the bush light. And so then at like 22, now then you become this pretentious asshole where you're like, mm, I only drink IPAs now. <laughs> that's you. That's, that's, that's so you. Me. Yes, it is. Now I, I only drink fresh beer. hop beer now. <laughs> that is what the recent development and has put quite a, quite a crater in Colcan's nation, I would say, between you, you and me. Have you heard about fresh hop beer, though? <laughs> You can only get it in the autumn autumn months. Oh my god! (laughs) Uh, What's wrong with fresh hop beer? It's fuck you. Fine. (laughs) You were just like the last time we were at Chuck's. I just like get a pilsner or maybe a pumpkin beer because it's that time of year. And you come out. I'm only drinking this fresh hop beer here. Yeah, that's what I say. I I I sit down (laughs) and I say I'm only drinking this fresh hop. You were sitting there two for two. Nice. The pitcher two for two. We got Brandon. What's his name? Woodruff. Brandon Woodruff, cranking a homer. Yeah. I'm, How great is it to I'm have cranking. the six foot four, two hundred fifty guy from Mississippi just cranking home runs? It takes me is... back to another number four, and no, not Kevin Harvick. We're talking Brett. Chris Hardwick. Yeah. <laughs> no, Brett the Jet Favre, the New York Jets legend. Yes. Um. No, fresh hop beer is good. Fuck you. It it tells the nation good. about it. Cold Cans Nation, uh, get us on Twitter. Let us know if you love fresh hop beer or, or if you're a Pilsner boy, a Pilsner pilgrim, a Pilsner pe- a peasant. 
a pilsner uh, plebeian <laughs> yeah damn it that was the best one um all right let's keep this bullet train going are you are you nearing the end of this this, this yeah i'm getting close to the bottom this speaks volumes though we've been doing we're, we're on been on air for what 20 minutes or so 15 20 minutes yeah, and we're maybe not 30 and we're not finished what yeah what are we doing here is it we're at it's a different a stage of life we're and we got we got a lot going on here which i was worried would have a bad pot is this game going on in the background because I do want to watch it. This is big Brewers playoff time. Yeah. Well, this was I want to say your idea. You were like, let's do the no, watch the game. Do the I think pod. it's cool though. I think it's fun. I think we're having fun. I think the listeners are having fun. They're on their commute to work and they're having a good time. Yeah. The, the, they're sitting the there staring off into the distance, thinking about <laughs> being in college the last time they felt the will to live, <laughs> surrounded by their friends. Oh. The, the, our listeners are doing just fine in their life right now. I, I'm not saying I'm immune from this. Oh, okay, I got you. Um, By the way, Parabell is terrible yeah, before let's, we get let's too move it. That's far what I was going to try to get through this. So this past weekend, you and I were drinking a lot in Northern California at a buddy's cabin. I only, only go to Northern California <laughs> and drink fresh hops. <laughs> they mix it with wine, and that's the only way I'll take it these days. <laughs> that's Joseph H. Glock. Oh, God. Uh, and we... We also bought a lot of frozen appetizers and pizzas to eat, we got and it was disgusting. disgusting. Yeah. Oh, Lorenzo uh, Cain getting a double score, down. Not going to score Wade Miley. Oh, it might, might score Wade. trickling down. They're going to send, send his him? ass. Nope, they no. held. Okay, so we got a double here, and guys on second and third with one out. That's fun. Nice. We're having fun now. So we got to talk about like what our favorite frozen apps were. Like yeah. when you're throwing shit food in the oven. Right. What are your favorite things? Yeah. And one of the ones we purchased was. Um, Bacon or uh, not bacon, but bacon topped potato skins. Baked potato skins. That's Baked what I think potato what skins. Yeah, yeah, there. yeah. And you said you didn't like them. No. Tell us why. I think there's nothing to it. It, it would be like, you know, just getting some fries, and throwing fries in the oven. Like we were in a, a mode where we were going for apps, and mm-hmm. baked potato skins is just like potato. And there's no flavor there, and it's dry, almost always dry. The cheese doesn't melt right. It's kind of just sitting in there, and it's not. There's something. Wrong I think with you're the right about. Yeah, you're right about the pre-made ones. I think if you make your own potato skins oh, and then top them, that I'm totally talking about frozen pre-made gotcha. potato skins. Okay. So like buying the TGI Fridays ones right. are awful. I'm if I'm buying apps, I'm buying matzo sticks <laughs> first. And I just foremost. those matzo sticks we had were terrible. Though. They were. That was a shame. And those are TGI Fridays brand. <sighs> what not happened? <laughs> Is that Yum Brand? No. <laughs> What's the chain from Doughboys that they always talk about? I think it is Yum Brands. That's like Taco Bell, KFC. Is TGI part of it? I don't know. Consult Doughboys for this answer. Um, so yeah, the mazel sticks were bad, but then my one that's my 1A. My 1B is White Castle microwaved oh, yeah. burgers. And you everybody was those. shitting them. I only drink fresh hot beers <laughs> and eat White Castle microwave burgers. Everybody was shitting all over these fucking burgers. And I put them in the microwave and I jammed them down people's gullets. And you all went, these are pretty good. I guess <laughs> I guess they're up to my standards. I'd, I'd prefer bacon, loaded bacon skins or whatever the fuck uh, you were trying to say earlier. No. They, the White Castles they were, were good. Fine. They good. are fine, yeah. The white cheddar is what does it, honestly. It, it is nice. nice. It adds a nice texture to it. Yeah. It's just weird because it's like a steamed bun, which I feel like you don't usually get with a burger. Yeah, and you're, you are microwaving it in their plastic. Yeah. And you're just trusting the They're white Castle. They're specially formulated <laughs> You're trusting plastic. that White Castle is doing the right <laughs> thing there. Um, so I agree. The steamed bun is... 
is no good. You can stove cook them on the stove top. Yeah, yeah, like, there were stove directions. With it, the bun. It, it involved, <laughs> yeah, involved putting about an inch of water into a pan and then elevating somehow the burgers above the water and bringing it to a boil. It yeah, you, you, really yeah. weird. You don't deconstruct them. It'd be like if you bought like a mobile phone video game of cooking and it like in the mobile phone character would take a hamburger and put it in like the on the pan and then the hamburger would be done. You know what I'm talking about? No, I don't play <laughs> mobile games, Joe. I, just, I have a job. The idea of cooking a hamburger as a unit together <laughs> with the bun and the, oh, the sure. sauce and the cheese all on it, we're going to take that and put it on the stove <laughs> and cook it, is ridiculous. Yes. But apparently White Castle can do it. So that's my favorite. Those are my favorites. Not baked tasty. What are yours? Um, God, I don't even know. I don't, I don't care. Let's get to the parable or terrible. No. I this care. Is, what are your favorite? What's your favorite frozen food? Favorite frozen like app, app. reheated thing. You can go like the the enchilada, taquitos. I know I know what your answer is. You're just not thinking about it because you went fucking wild. I only eat these when I cook, <laughs> and you were upset that we didn't have a certain condiment that went with them. I think these are your favorite. Come on. Oh, Pigs in a Blanket? Pigs in a Blanket. Well, yeah, Pigs in a Blanket, yes. Is that your favorite Frozen app? It might be. They're good. Because those those wieners were juicy. <laughs> they were fantastic. They were they Nathan's, the mustard. They were Nathan's beef uh, dogs, and the oven was too hot. We had a lot of weird things with the oven. Well, um, Nick dropped the pizza in the oven, and it was There were some... Upsetting. <laughs> what happened How there? frustrating is it, it to drop a completed frozen pizza? It sucked. What did you put the tin foil? I did not it put the tin like foil. You were upset about someone else putting the tin foil in. Who do you think? There's was a conspiracy. It? If no, it wasn't was it the, the guy in the, the back man behind you? No. So was, do you think it was there a, were other a other from, bad actors involved? Was it a friend from uh, uh, not native to this great country of ours? <laughs> hey, I'm not at liberty to right, say, right. but yes, they're not listening. <laughs> um, <laughs> and. Uh, so you never uh, frozen pizza goes straight so on Nick, the grill yeah, Nick was, on the grate. So we were making for context, we were making like four <laughs> or five frozen pizzas. There's about six of us in a cabin. We've been drinking. We're ready to eat. We did have one. Yeah, we, we had were, one which is very poorly done. It was put on <laughs> to it was put onto a baking sheet and with tin foil underneath it, aluminum foil. You can make pizza on a baking sheet. Like I if you a want pizza. a soggy ass crust. No, yeah, the baking sheets have to have holes in the bottom. Yeah, I have yeah. a pizza sheet there. Then that's perfect. And it's perfect mostly just for getting it out of the oven easier. So you're not sticking like the cardboard in. Hold uh, on, this base is loaded. One. No. Yeah, it scores one. We're good. It's two nothing brewers. Um so the pizza we were eating one, there's six of us there, it's not enough. Second pizza came out, Nick drops it in the oven. Well, let's talk about what happened there. Because I, it was somebody again put it on the baking sheet on the aluminum foil. Right, right, right. And so I went in there and said, "No, I'm not letting <laughs> this happen again." Took the baking sheet out, yes. left it on, couldn't get it off of the aluminum foil. Right. And so I, trying to pull the foil out, I think. So the then, when the ripped. pizza was done, yes, I was trying to get the pizza off the foil, but it was stuck at a certain point. Yeah. So I have the cardboard insert under there, trying yeah. to like wedge it out. And then the pizza slid off the edge, collapsed on itself, and, and went it in all, the it bottom was of the oven. It, really it was, was all over. over. The the foil was is is just unnecessary. There's just no reason yeah. for it. It's just going to cause those problems. Yeah. So uh, that wraps our section on uh, frozen apps. <laughs> Did we even try? These no, chips? a conspiracy was afoot here, but we can get into that in former weeks, future weeks. Uh, former so, weeks. <laughs> uh, the parable of terrible for today is inspired by Joseph's hate of potato skins. These are Ruffles loaded bacon and cheddar potato skins flavor. 
yeah, chips. I think what I'll say we've is eaten three quarters of the bag. We have. We well, so I'll, I'll just do one more for the sake of the parable of terrible stick. What I'll say is that the flavors of loaded baked potato skins, cheese, bacon, sour cream, chive, and yeah. potato are all great. I mean, potato and potato chips is a little redundant to have a loaded baked potato skin flavor. <laughs> um, so these are great. And they go really well with Bush Light, of course. Yeah. So And Ruffles alone, I mean, the texture of these things. It's the You're perfect, boy. perfect potato chip. They're good because you can dip them, but you don't need to dip them like Tostitos. Yes. Yes. They're thick enough, too. They're not the, like, original Lay's or anything. Right. The original Lay's are good, but, yeah, you can't dip them. Mm-hmm. So it is a good medium. So I think these are very parable. Nom, nom. Nom, nom. All right. Let's get to the... First of all, let's get to the mailbag before we jump into the, the um, BA, BA score. So I have... I have some people upset about us not, you know, releasing any podcasts. Um, our good friend, loyal listener of the show, at Brooks Matic, uh, tweeted us late last night and said, Cold Cans needs a commissioner that will keep the boys in line and on schedule. There's only one man for the job. He's alluding to himself. He'd oh, like to be the commissioner <laughs> of Cold Cans. So I think you and the I can CCC. hash this out on air. Um, what do you think? Are we going to introduce him and then what are his job roles? So I told him at some point we're going to call him and discuss logistics of this. Okay. I think what it is is going to be rounding up beers to send USPS to Seattle. <laughs> we'll figure well, he out. Lives a- in Portland, he can drive them up yeah. there himself. So every weekend he should drive up a fresh. That's yeah. Couple of beers. It doesn't pay us- well. Yeah. And he covers meaning, all expenses. Meaning doesn't pay well. I mean yeah, it doesn't pay. You could have stopped it short if I had to edit that a little bit. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, Brooks, we will be in touch. Uh, Brooks can import some beers for us. He's our international connection. Oh, now that's That's how good. we expand worldwide. From Cold Cans Nation to Cold Cans World. To Cold Cans Cranberry World. <laughs> He's just, he knows every cranberry producer in the world. <laughs> Maybe we should just turn this into a cranberry podcast. We should. The We're last all about bladder health. Are, are about what you've always You got a wanted. UTI? Tune in to cranberry cans. <laughs> Cold cranberries. Cold cranberries. Uh, Brooks, we'll be in touch. You'll be our commissioner. Zombie, 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 eh, eh. That'll be our new theme song, because the Cranberries. Oh, wow. R.I.P., whatever her name was. I, the whole time, had no idea what you were going for. <laughs> the hit song, Zombie. Yeah, no, I got it now, yeah, by the Cranberries. Uh, so that, that's all I have for mailbag. Have I got another mailbag okay. from loyal listener J.O. Knows. He said he had forgot to tell me about the Taste of Madison story. Taste of Madison is this... Really fun summer festival on the Capitol Square in Madison where there's beer and food and music. He said he wore his cold can shirt to the Taste of Madison. He went to order a beer, and the 60-ish-year-old guy handing out beer says, Now you got a goal. Now you got a goal. Get a cold plastic cup shirt. <laughs> oh, very nice. <laughs> he then chuckles approvingly at his own joke, and I laughed awkwardly and walked away. That's oh. J.O.'s story from the Taste of Madison. That's fun. That's the shirts fun do get some attention. I mean, you want to be recognized on the street, <laughs> go to coldcanspodcast.com slash merch. We got about four t-shirts left to sell. They're I, in my bedroom so right I'm now. In the process I wear of... them every night. <laughs> you can get a host-worn cold can shirt. Even the smalls. Yes, yeah, even yeah, the smalls. The smalls I squeeze on, into. Puts them on some, some part Put of them on my thigh. Yeah. So I, I am moving. My wife and I just bought a house. So yes. A very Cheers to that. Cheers to Congrats. that. Um, the empty can sound. <laughs> mm. 
So I'm moving and I was unpacking my closet downstairs and we do have some extra shirts. Oh, there are. Well nice. House. So there are shirts, boys and girls. Get on that. <laughs> closet aged cold can shirts. <laughs> yeah. It's, they cost smell like $30. Mothballs. Yeah. Um, well, that's cool, JL. It's good that we're getting recognized. Next time, tell them to subscribe to the podcast. <laughs> All right. By the way, did you know Bush has Bush Bucks? So you can send in pictures of your receipts from buying Bush beers, get points to redeem. There's a a manual process where you... Yeah, you you have to upload Bush receipts or complete activities on social media. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) And then redeem your points for awesome Bush prizes. I spend all day completing activities on social media so that should be no problem at all as you know i'm a very big bing rewards uh fan and user I would, for quite some time I'd now i venture to say literally the world's number one bing <laughs> rewards fan and user yes you should talk to the bing rewards team at microsoft honestly see, i'd say you know this man telemetry and they, oh my god yeah do you know this ip address that's the ip address <laughs> Uh, yeah, they know you for sure. I, I I bet they could look you. I bet I I bet. Well, no, I bet you're the most conscious Bing Rewards. <laughs> you're like in the top one percent for sure of the most conscious probably. Bing Rewards players probably in existence. There's probably a lot of people who use Bing because it's the default search engine right. on, on Internet Explorer. But man, Almighty! <laughs> so you're gonna get into Bush Bucks? I I might. Complete the uploading your receipts is a bit bit much for my taste. That's yeah, yeah, too is. much uh, user responsibility. But yeah, they maybe you could use Bush Bucks to buy some cold cans merch. Oh yeah, maybe get on it, guys. <laughs> We're gonna do an integration. With Send AP us your Bush. receipts. Yeah. Please don't don't flood us with the yeah, receipts of your Bush. Uh, All right, beer advocate, BA score, my dear boy. The Brian Anderson score on Bush Light is one point eight six out of five, <laughs> or awful. That close to an all time there. That, I think that is close. Uh oh. Okay, and and what do we have? A power user here, second doubting themselves. Usually um, you're on these. You 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 find good ones. What can I say? Says Chala. <laughs> I like Bush Light. Goes down smooth and is very refreshing after hot days of yard work. Very crushable, and you won't feel full afterwards. Cheers. Yes, that's spot on. If you're doing a hot day's yard work, <laughs> you come in and crush some of these. Absolutely. Very crushable. I think. Do we swap out sessionable for crushable? I don't really like crushable. I think that we're trying to be like, you know, social yeah, that's media too hardcore or something. It's a little much. Um, by the way, Wade Miley going six I'm innings here. I'm into the here. more loving stuff. Yeah, the going six innings here is crucial for the brewers they needed to save their bullpen that's fun it is good good wade um all right let's get into ranking this so my assessment is that this is the most crushable beer we've had the most sessionable though beer. not fresh hop session fresh hop is not sessionable it's very sippable god nick um you can drink many of these you do not want to sip any of them. Like the we sipped them during this this podcast, and there's just nothing at all to this. It is yeah. It's you, very people light. say a beer tastes like water. This actually like is really close to water. It's super mm-hmm. light, but that's not a bad thing. And of course, we have a long storied history in college of drinking just exclusively this. By far, without a doubt, I've had more bush lights in my life than any other beer, and it's not. I don't think that's close. Yeah. Um, and so for that reason, like I have, I have strong feelings for it okay. and I would, uh, I would put this at the very top of the deplorables 
rankings. Mm. What, where, where do you have it? Yeah, I like I said, I don't remember it as much from college. Like it wasn't. I don't think I was ever conscious that it was Bush Light that I was drinking at those parties. Yeah. So I don't have as much of a connection to it. And I feel bitter about that. So we're going to put this pretty low. Really? Wow. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Top of the deplorables is fine. So I, it's yeah, better than Bud Light Lime. Yeah. Just ahead of Bud Let's L- do that. I like Bud Light Lime, but you got to... Th- the price point is a big thing. We didn't even yeah, really mention Yeah, this is that. probably, what, half the price of Bud Light Lime or something like that? Yeah. And, I mean, not to mention I'm a huge Kevin Har- Harvick fan. Yes. And so, go I condone Kevin. everything Chris Hardwick does. Kevin Harvick does. <laughs> yeah. I I would love someday to work at Kevin Harvick Incorporated. <laughs> they have they have desk jobs. I know you know they have the cubicle farm mm-hmm. over at Kevin Harvick Inc. But uh, <laughs> but I'd love one of those jobs. It'd be an honor. Mm. Okay, so it's our forty eighth best beer of all time. Of all time, Cold Cans Boys are back. We're sorry we took so much time off, but we'll uh, we'll be here guiding your. We're reborn. Your drinking habits. We're reborn. From 1989 to 2018, still going strong. Mm.